0: hey good morning guys welcome to another episode of the pixelated podcast i'm patrick i'm alex mcglynn and today we're going to be talking about nine tips for increasing engagement at virtual events
1: yeah so just right out of the gate it's really important to define what success looks like Uh, whether it's a virtual event or when we get back to in-person events you need to have kind of an idea of what success looks like for you, whether that's the number of attendees, uh, the number of people who attend each session, customer retention scores, NPS scores, it doesn't matter what it is, but you need to have that figured out beforehand uh, so that you can kind of build a plan on how to to best boost those numbers and how to record them. It's not always easy to get this
0: information. Yeah. Okay, so jumping in with number two, um, if you're utilizing it, Uh, an event app can be a great thing, but you need to make sure that it is, uh, interesting for people to actually, uh, boot it up and use it and and they know about it. So make sure that if you are planning to have an app for your conference, um, seminar, whatever the case may be, that there are reasons for people to, to use it. So whether, um, you know, touching back on a previous, uh, episode that we had, whether it's, uh positioning it as a way to create cool user-generated content or making sure that there's a, a good commentary or some type of dialogue or a way to connect with uh, other event attendees that isn't just the generic kind of um, scrolling list of people that's hard to kind of penetrate into and figure out why you might reach out with them. Um, make, make sure that, that if you are adding some type of technology that you're promoting it and that it has a reason for being there. Couldn't agree more.
1: Uh, so, on the lines of technology, uh, creating a virtual suggestion box is a really easy way to crowdsource ideas for fun things to do during the conference. Um, you don't have to go it alone. You have all of those attendees who are already at least semi-bought in to the idea of your conference uh, or your event, and they're they're present. So, getting them to feel more bought in by suggesting things that could change, uh, suggesting specific topics that could be discussed. Uh, you know, suggesting, again, activities, virtual happy hours, doesn't matter what it is, but just getting people to be bought in by sharing some of their ideas and thoughts on what can work uh, and what they would find uh, to be
0: helpful or um, fun. Yeah, definitely. So to, to piggyback on that, um, having some kind of uh, a Twitter feed or, or like a, a, a social feed aggr- aggregate of, of content that's taking place around the event, and um, and displaying that for other uh, guests and attendees to be able to to use and um, to, uh, to to inform what their experience is about and encourage them to share. Uh, what their experience might be about. So whether that's um, repositioning user-generated content or whether that is uh, asking questions and creating uh, survey answers, um, producing a sense of quorum, a sense of community inside of that conversation, and then using all of that content um, to create engaging, interesting displays throughout uh, the event ecosystem.
1: Yeah, and kind of along those same lines, you have to encourage your attendees to... Uh, to ask questions and to participate and to engage. Um, People generally like to follow the rules. If they feel like they're not supposed to be raising their hand and asking questions and participating, um, then they won't. So especially this is especially true for virtual events. Coming up with a way to let participants virtually raise their hand or ask questions through some sort of chat-in system is going to be really important to help people further engage. Uh, I know there's nothing worse than when I want to discuss a topic further or I have a question about something that a presenter said and I feel like I'm not able to uh, to follow up on that at all. Um, yeah, it's easy to send an email afterwards or to go up and talk to them afterwards, but it kind of distracts you from what's happening right in front of you. So I think that creating a path for your participants to engage in that way and then encouraging them to do so is really important. Again, especially as events go virtual, and it's more difficult to, you know, just raise your hand in a room full of people when you're uh, just a, a small square on a Zoom screen.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so speaking of, of, uh, of, of people being able to to connect with one another and, and be able to chat, uh, I think that having a space inside of your your event for, for big, broader conversation is, is really critical. Um, but in that same sense, so is providing uh, a space or or, uh, an environment for your attendees to pair off and have concentrated conversations around um, their their special area of interest is also critical. So within any broader conference, there is um, hundreds of microcosms of professions that meet. And what you wanna make sure that you do is you wanna allow for those people to one, find each other around their aligned interests, but then also be able to, um to create their own kind of quorum of conversation around where their specialty meets the broader topic of the conference so um in in light of coronavirus we're going to be having a ton of virtual events but also even inside of the live event space you know like this is basically intimating saying hey do you want to go grab a coffee real quick and continue talking about this uh, those types of interactions are are critical for two very specific reasons. Um, one, it allows people to connect with other professionals in a real way. And that's where those long-term um, relationships are really built. And that's a big part of why people attend conferences, whether they're virtual or whether they're in real life. Uh, and then two, it really adds context to why you're throwing the conference at all, which you want to do do is you want to be presenting on authority um, because that's what you do. But it's also critical to recognize that you're only as good as as how willing you are to listen to what all of your colleagues are able to unearth and uncover over the previous six months, year, five years, whatever the case may be. So um, m- making sure that there's a place for people to have small, intimate conversations um, will be a huge asset for you.
1: Couldn't agree more. Some of the best conversations I've ever had at conferences were either one-on-one or in groups of three or four. So, encouraging that is super important and making sure that it still exists, even in the virtual events, even more important. Um, Switching things up a little bit. So, obviously that one-on-one is going to be really important. It makes your conference infinitely more valuable to people, uh, especially when it's uh, it's business-related or it has a really specific topic. Um, But also creating fun things for the groups to do is also uh, super important. So whether those are, you know, fun quizzes um, or getting people to share photos or hashtags uh, to enter into like a swag giveaway uh, or even making um, activities during the conferences themselves, like having people try to break into small groups uh, through like chats or come up with their own ideas and present them. Uh, it's hard to do that in a really big conference, um, but if you're having small breakout sessions, which a lot of conferences have now, um, and including virtual conferences, uh, it's easy to get 20 people to participate in a group activity. And if you want to get people bought in, make them feel like they're part of the experience. Again, it's a lot harder to do that with virtual events, but there's some creative ways you can do that, whether that's quizzes, surveys, giveaways, and again, those small breakout sessions that happen Um, during larger conferences. So make sure that you're encouraging people to engage with you uh, and give them something fun to do. You know, there's a lot of distractions out there, uh, especially when you're sitting in your living room at home. So uh, making it fun and enjoyable and informative all at the same time is the best way to keep eyeballs on the screen uh, and staying engaged in what's happening there at the virtual conference.
0: Yeah. So speaking of uh, having fun, another great idea is uh, hosting... Um, virtual happy hours or if if your conference is happening in real life um uh, real happy hours uh, everybody loves a drink uh, particularly after a long day of of learning and hobnobbing and and putting yourself out there uh there's there are few better ways to allow people to recalibrate after they've been going you know six seven eight hours in the day than uh Having a relaxed atmosphere and a cocktail to uh, to help usher on the evening activities. Um, so having uh, happy hours is, is is a huge opportunity. Uh, I would encourage people don't stick to uh, the 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 linear narrative of what a happy hour is. There's a lot of fun things that you can do to intersperse it. So if you are going out uh, for an in real life conference and you're throwing it in New Orleans, you know maybe that happy hour is a bar crawl. Uh, maybe that happy hour is a scavenger hunt. Um, that either helps them discover the new city or it helps um, take them through a bunch of monuments or, or it illustrates a broader idea about what the conference is about. There are a lot of ways for you to get um, very creative in how you're um, standing up the happy hour or standing up um, the, the, the scavenger hunt. So that way, not only is it something that has attendees um, smiling and having a good time but it's also leading them to a greater point around why you guys are meeting. Couldn't agree more.
1: I think that uh, breaking out of the norm and having a happy hour that is a little bit more focused or is a little bit outside the box is a really great way to make sure that people are engaged, and most importantly, uh, it gives someone to uh, gives people something to talk about after the event. No one's ever going to forget going on a bar crawl happy hour in New Orleans, as a for instance.
0: No, that's for sure. Uh,
1: so last thing, uh, and I think this maybe is the most important thing, uh, is to set expectations with your attendees. Uh, so they need to know about all these cool things you're doing to make it the conference fun and enjoyable for them. Uh, you don't need to make it too over or too over the top or too grandiose, but you do need to make sure that you're communicating with them clearly and consistently. So letting them know about the cool happy hour a few days in advance of the conference or a week in advance of the conference, uh, making sure that they know there are small breakout sessions that they can attend. Um, At the beginning of sessions, making sure they know there's going to be a fun quiz or some sort of group activity. Again, just communicating with your attendees that there are things for them to do, whether that's uh, utilizing the app or utilizing the virtual suggestion box, or relying on that Twitter feed, um, asking questions, using private chats to have one-on-one conversations. No one's going to use any of that if they don't know it's there. So just make sure that you are communicating clearly, especially on virtual events. It's a lot harder to make announcements. It's a lot harder to make sure people have the most up-to-date information. Make sure you're communicating clearly
0: and often. Awesome. All right, guys. So that's it for today. Before we go, don't forget to rate, review and and subscribe. Uh, It helps us grow and spread the message of our show. Um, Until next time, thank you for tuning in. Peace. Adios.